Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Today we've got a crazy pro revenge story against a seemingly nice 70-plus-year-old man. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, customer said I must not know my boss very well. I work for my dad. Pretty great story from work this morning where I got to one-up this guy. So I'll start by saying that I work for my dad at his store. I work the front counter and interact with most people and customers. Also, I look a lot more like my mom. My dad runs a separate business as well, but anybody who needs to talk to him for either business can usually find him in the office here. So this guy shows up this morning looking pretty ruffled and asks if my dad was here. I reply, oh, you just missed him. He's out for the morning doing a couple things. He was very displeased by this information and was acting very loud and unprofessional. He started looking around the store and eventually came back to the front counter with a piece of equipment that he wanted to trade for some work that he apparently did for him before. Keep in mind, I know most of my dad's workers and have never seen this guy before. I told him that I don't do any negotiations while he's not here, and I can't just let him leave the store with something for free. I told him that normally he probably wouldn't want to take that route, but he was welcome to discuss it with him once he's back. He looked at me and replied, You're making a big mistake here and you must not know so-and-so very well, because he would do this for me and blah blah blah. I just looked at him and replied, I actually do know him quite well, seeing as he's my father. I told him that he could either leave or wait for my dad to get back. He kind of looked up at me and was pretty speechless. I could tell he felt stupid and regretted his comment. He ended up waiting around in his truck for my dad to show up, and guess what? He wasn't going to do a trade. It's almost like I know my boss well. Apparently the guy just worked like two days for him and then quit. Plus the thing he wanted was way more expensive than what he was owed. Side note, the pay wasn't made yet because we're bi-weekly. I swear, some of the people around here are nuts. But a petty, don't you know who I am moment made my day. Just another perk that comes from the ability of your parents to give you a job. I mean, not only in a lot of places does that nepotism hire give you some serious strength, but man, when it's your own business and you work for your parents, customers who have any kind of complaint got nothing on you. You aren't some lowly peon when you've got a connection to the person who owns the whole shindig. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, you think my work is crap? Find someone to do it in 20 minutes. I, 42-year-old female, have this pregnant friend, 32-year-old female. She wanted to have a baby shower party. She talked to me and wanted me to make some decor. Two balloon arches, four balloon towers, a balloon carousel with dolphins, a candy bar, and a big mermaid tail for the back of the cake table. Little mermaid soap for souvenirs, 10 candles, mermaid theme, purple, cyan, pink, and silver, 20 mermaid tail keychains made of resin, 800 plus dollars in all. Because she's my friend, I don't ask for a deposit. My bad. The day of the baby shower, I was in the place at 10am with all the candy and half of the balloons filled, starting to put them in place. The party starts at 2pm. 
She comes back at 12, and I was eating Burger King. She started yelling and cursing because it's not in place. I tell her, relax, each balloon is filled, I only need to put them in place. By 2pm it'll all be set. And then I ask for my money, and she tells me, when you finish. At 1.30pm she comes back and all was set. I was taking pictures of everything. Then she tells me, everything's beautiful, better than I expected. But I don't have $842 to pay you. Take $40 and leave. I tell her, what? $40 and leave? I pay more than $100 for only the candy bar. You think I'm a junkie? And she answered, what will you do? You can't take everything back with a smile on her face. So I take all the candy and put them in the trays and take my pin glove and proceed to explode each balloon. She tried to stop me and I tell her, so you'll pay me? The baby daddy was there and started to yell. I told him, she doesn't want to pay. Will you pay? I exploded every single balloon, put the candy trays and all the plastic decorations in my car, the keychains, the soap, the candles, took all the tables, centerpiece, and left. Put all the decorations in the Facebook marketplace, I sold everything less than two hours later, for $800, and the lady who bought everything was three hours away, but still went to my place to take it all, at 7pm. Well, this is kind of a a speedrun attempt, I would say, of how to lose a longtime friend and how to look like the biggest jerk ever. Needless to say, that's a contact that is getting deleted in the phone later. You know, after you block the number first. Our next story is, talk crap about my big day? I'll make sure you celebrate it properly. The story took place about 15 years ago. My cousin and I, both 14-year-old male at that time, were always close friends, lived close to each other, and therefore also saw each other outside of family gatherings and shared the same friends. He was completely in his emo phase with hair and clothes. I heard the same music, but I had a normal style. A year earlier, our parents gave us the choice of whether we wanted to do confirmation. If you don't know what that is, it's a big Catholic church celebration where you affirm your membership in the church. And then there's always a big family celebration. I let myself be persuaded and actually thought that he would do it too, but he refused. We both hated church services and big family celebrations where you have to dress up and then they always last all day. In this case, I agreed because my parents and grandparents were happy about it and also there's money and presents. I also tried to persuade him, but he remained stubborn. A week before my confirmation, we were out with friends and at some point we talked about what we were going to do next Sunday. I noted that my confirmation is on that day, and we, my cousin and I, don't have time. He interrupted me and said, Are you crazy? That's your confirmation, I'm definitely not going there. And later he got more and more annoying with stupid things like, Haha, have fun in church. You can sit with our family all day in the restaurant, I'll stay at home. Have fun in your church clothes, your mom must have picked nice clothes for you, haha, and so on which made me pretty embarrassed in front of my friends. He was so annoying that I did the most dishonorable thing I could do. I called my aunt, his mom, the next day, told her that he said to me that he wouldn't come to my confirmation and if that was true. She said yes. He begged her not to have to go, and you see each other all the time anyway, so for once he can stay at home. Of course, I couldn't let that sit on me, and started talking to her that it would mean so much to me if he was there on my big day. We're a family and he can't be missing here. Besides, I would certainly get bored at the party without him. 
and then she gave in and said, okay, you'll come. Then I moved on to part two of my plan. Oh, and aunt, I'd feel pretty silly if I was dressed up and he wasn't. I'm going to wear a suit and tie for confirmation. I understand if you don't want to buy a suit for him, but could you make sure he at least wears a nice shirt and tie? It would make me feel awkward to be dressed up like that while he's not. She told me she'll see what can be done, and I made her promise not to tell him that I asked, where she also agreed not to tell him. And then came the day of my confirmation. I hadn't forgotten his stupid jokes, and if my plan worked, I wanted to give him a taste of his own medicine. I was so excited when my aunt and uncle's car parked, and I was really happy when I saw that the back door also opened. It was such a satisfaction when I saw my cousin. I was still afraid at first that he might come dressed casually, but no. He had to wear a well-ironed white shirt, tucked into his pants and buttoned up to the neck, with a tie and black pleated trousers with dress shoes. In combination with his emo hair, it was such an absurd sight. Of course, I welcomed him happily, told him how happy I am that he came here and how nice I think it was that he dressed up so well for my big day. I didn't want any trouble with my or his parents, so I didn't tease him any further. But before we went to the church, we were alone for a moment and I said to him, your parents have picked really nice clothes for you, haven't they? And he answered with a freak you. I then told him, the church service lasts two hours. I hope you enjoy it. Have fun in the church. And he just looked at me completely pissed. After church, we went to the restaurant for several hours, where my party continued and where he was helpless against me and my teasing comments. It was so satisfying after his stupid talk in front of our friends. He ended up being pretty grumpy for a few days, but of course we stayed friends. I'm not gonna lie, growing up I kind of went through a lot of the same things as far as the church side of things go, and I kind of feel the same exact way. I never really enjoyed going, and anything that happened there always felt like it took an unnecessarily long amount of time. Honestly, my favorite part about going was usually we went to a restaurant immediately afterwards, and that's all I held on to the whole time. Our next story is, woman was mean to me, I think I won. I was hosting a woman in my guest room who was visiting her condo in the city. She had rented it for a few years and would fly in to check up on it, gather her mail, etc. She gave me crap about the condition of my guest room. She also left a lukewarm review. In my city, we have a residential exemption. If you own and live in the place, you get a third of your property taxes waived. If you rent it out, you pay the full amount. On my next visit to City Hall, I checked her status. Sure enough, she'd been claiming that she lived there all along and got the exemption, about $2,000 a year. I mentioned it to the clerk that she'd stayed at my house on her most recent visit. That lukewarm review and verbal crap cost her a bundle. Screw her. See, I just don't get why you have to go around making enemies. I guess you just have to accept that if you're going to go around being a rather unpleasant person, that you shouldn't be too surprised when unpleasant things happen back to you. Maybe it's kind of like an endless feedback loop. Because they initiated being an unpleasant person, unpleasant things happen to them, and that fuels them continuing to be an unpleasant person. This next story is, cashier wasted time just for me on Batman. I just wanted to share a little pettiness from yesterday. I was in a small supermarket yesterday picking up five groceries for the week. This specific supermarket is short on staff, so it has one cash register open at this time and four self-checkouts open. 
When I get to the till, there's one person in front of me with a pretty big load of groceries. The cashier was very clearly foreign and didn't speak English very well and was having a hard time keeping up. So I wait in line for my turn. This lady comes up behind me in line with a big cart full of groceries. She waits for about a minute behind me and then taps me on the shoulder. This audacious witch says to me, Can I go in front of you? I have stuff to do. At this point, I look in her cart and she has three large flower plants in her basket, along with a bunch of other crap, and I stare at her in awe for a few seconds and say in a quite surprised voice, And I don't? Without hesitation, she replied, You don't have to be rude about it. I don't have the patience for people like this, so I turn away and continue waiting. After about two minutes of waiting, the person in front of me pays and I put my five groceries on the till. I have this little game that I play when I'm at a store paying that I will always ask the cashier how they're doing before they ask me, or else I do the little donation of a buck or two that they do for charity. So I immediately ask the cashier how she was doing and if she saw the Batman movie that came out a few months ago, because under her apron I could see a glimpse of a retro style Batman logo on her shirt. This sweet sweet lady heard what the lady behind me had said. And so we discussed Batman for three to four minutes as she rung up my five groceries. Somewhere in the conversation, the lady behind me had said in a very hostile tone, Could you hurry up? And in the most clear English I heard from this lady, she said, I am with a customer right now. I will be with you in a minute, ma'am. She turned back to me and winked at me. And to be honest, I must have had the most evil grin on my face. Then I paid and walked away. I genuinely hope that she doesn't get in trouble for what she did, but that made my week. Like, who the freak buys three flower plants when they have stuff to do that is more important than what I have to do? I really appreciated the pettiness and thought I'd share, and if she sees this, you rock. This cashier is simply awesome. I just fear that they might be able to get in trouble for it because, like, you're a cashier, you're not supposed to be holding up the line, you're supposed to just move things right along. Although, if that Karen really had things to do and places to go, they wouldn't have time to report her. Our next story is, you're not our mom. This story happened a few years ago. My family just moved to our first house. Before then, we'd lived in an apartment on a very busy street. So, this quiet neighborhood bungalow was quite the change of pace. That summer, I, 10-year-old female, and my younger sister, 6-year-old female, started regularly riding our bikes around our block. On one of these bike rides, there was a group of kids, about 7 of them, playing in front of their houses. Me and my sister rang our bike bells, got off our bikes, and walked the bikes through the group, making sure we didn't kid any toys or run over anyone's feet. After we got through, we continued with our ride. However, before we even got to the corner, an old lady walking in our direction pointed a finger at us and demanded us to stop. She then yelled, You can't ride your bikes here, there's children playing outside. I was raised to respect adults, so I apologized and we rode back home. My sister was upset because she wanted to keep riding her bike. Because of this, when we were in front of our house, I turned to her and asked if she wanted to keep riding. She was worried we weren't allowed to because of that lady. I then explained that she isn't our mom and we were being careful. So screw what she thinks. We went. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Around one more time after that, and when I saw her sitting on the porch of a house, we made eye contact and I just smiled at her. When we told our parents about her, they went over to the house she was at and told her off like she was a misbehaving kid herself. Never saw the witch again. This is like classic kid behavior. I was like four, five, six years old riding my bikes around in the street. I also really don't understand the point she's trying to make. There's kids playing in the street. Yeah, the kids on the bikes are. This next story is, after 20 years, I put the petty revenge cherry on top of a baby poo Sunday. We had a family gathering over Easter, including my Auntie Dot and her daughter Luis and Luis's family. Auntie Dot isn't related to us. She's married to my uncle Len, who came out to Australia on the same ship as my dad, and they've been like brothers ever since. I'm going to be blunt, I don't like Louise. If I had my own way, I'd have nothing to do with her. But I love my aunt and uncle, and I'm Uncle Len's medical decision maker, so I have to suffer her presence. Uncle Len is in a nursing home because of his frail health. If I gave you the full list of my reasons for disliking Louise, I'd never get to the petty revenge, but here are the edited highlights. She does mean and hurtful crap and then brushes it off with, but I didn't mean to, or I was only trying to help, or but I'm just saying what I feel, including the time she tried to stop my sisters from going to my mom's funeral 20 years ago because they're fostered and not real family. The irony has been noted. She's also an Olympic hopeful in the heavyweight competitive child raising event. Auntie Dot and Luis arrived with a frilly green dress and matching bloomers for my six-month-old Vampira. She has two teeth and likes fingers. While I was settling the adult guests in and handing out chocolate ovoids to the younger kids, my partner Martin dressed Vampira in her new outfit. She looked like an adorably cross frog in a frock. 
Auntie Dot had a cuddle and asked Louise to take a couple of photos. Then Louise wanted a cuddle and started rattling on about how Vampira was six months old and can't sit up unaided. But her wonder kids, aged five and seven, were sitting up and playing the grand piano at four months. Okay, I'm exaggerating. They don't have a grand piano. When Vampira started getting squirmy and irritable, Martin said she probably had a tummy ache and tried to take her back. Louise kept saying she was good with babies and would soon get Vampira settled. Martin and I were telling Louise in increasingly loud and firm tones to give her back, and Louise kept insisting Vampira would settle down for her. After a while, Vampira relaxed and gave Louise a toothy smile. Louise beamed back and said, See, I told you. I remember getting a look from Martin that said, Well, we tried. Seconds later, Louise shoved a wailing Vampira back at Martin and sprinted for the bathroom. You see, what I hadn't told Louise was that we've been introducing cereals into Vampira's diet because a growing baby cannot live on fingers alone and it hasn't been going well. Vampira had unleashed a punami which leaked out of her nappy up the back of the new dress and onto Louise and it was one of her most odiferous efforts yet. Martin did a cleanup and a complete outfit change and gave Vampira her favorite teething dragons so she was soon happy-ish, but the green dress and bloomers were beyond saving, and Luisa's top might not make it either, all of which could have been avoided if she'd just handed Martin the baby when he'd asked, saws Lou, but I'm not paying for a new top. But the petty revenge cherry on top of the baby poo sundae came at dinner. The meal started with pureed veggie soup, and my middle sister asked if Louise wanted to feed Vampira. Seeing as you're good with babies, Louise angrily declined. I pretended to pout and accused Louise of hurting Vampira's feelings, saying, But she didn't mean to. I'd been waiting nearly 20 years for my chance to say that back to Louise, and it felt good. For somebody that has a 5 and 7 year old, they really had no concept of what a baby is and what a baby can do. They're 4 months old, it's no great surprise that they're not sitting up on their own. I mean, you kind of have to make a conscious effort to want to do that. A 4 month old baby, who cares, they'll probably just flop over on their own volition. Our next story is, my ex boss was underpaying me and is now dealing with the consequences. Hello all, I, 24 year old female, used to work for my ex-boss, 35 year old female, for about 4 years. Over the years working for her, I helped her out a ton. I was her right hand for everything. I worked and overworked myself, and she did show me a lot of recognition which was nice. I got a promotion to manager, and things were looking up. She paid me pretty good, or so I thought, and I was content. During year 4 of my employment, I started to notice she was becoming increasingly greedy, especially with the money other co-workers were earning. We earned money based on commission, except for front desk workers, they got paid hourly. She was starting to forget to submit payroll and would blame her accountant. Then she would pay us by regular checks, which was an issue because we didn't know how the money had been calculated. Many times, I noticed my paychecks were short. I would do the math and inquire with her. She would always blame the accountant. I would then ask to speak with her accountant. She would always give some fake excuse on why we couldn't contact her accountant. Whatever. One of the last times that really rubbed me wrong, she owed me like $2,000 and said that it had been split between two payroll periods. 
When it didn't add up, I asked her to meet with me in person and she again tried to make some dumb excuse. Eventually, I got fed up and went ahead and started working for myself. I've been pretty successful since. I thought the least she would do was give me a bouquet of flowers on my last day of work because I'd been her longest standing employee of all time. Fast forward to now, a year and a half later, her business is officially shutting down at the end of this month and now she's crawling back wanting to friend me on any and every social media platform you can think of. I have no interest in being her friend. She can kindly freak off. I think the only issue I have with this story is OP seemed to kind of seek their affection and approval for honestly way too long. This person just seemed closed off and uncaring. It's nice OP got out of there, but they probably were hoping and longing for too much for too long. This next story is, normally I wouldn't hurt a 70 plus year old man in any way. This was decades ago. In my parents' building, there's the position of building manager whose job is to take care of financials and interventions in common areas of the building, such as elevators, lighting rod, paintings, light fixtures, etc. Everybody in the building thought that the building manager, let's call him Edgar, was being bribed from all construction work. So in a meeting, another resident was elected and Edgar lost the place he's occupied for 20 years. Residents were making a rotation. Now was my time. I found that the priority was to change all electric installations of the 19552 building, as some of it still contained cotton and tar. If there was a fire, insurance wouldn't pay. So we hired a company, and one day an engineer showed me something. There was an illegal connection from Edgar's electricity meter to that of the building, meaning all of us had been paying his power bill probably for decades. I had it all documented, confronted him, he denied, asked if he accepted to pay for the last five years, in average, in installments, he said no. So I told him I would not sue because he's too old, justice could take years and he'd die first, but that everybody would know that he's a thief. Important, this is a noble four bedroom apartment. If he couldn't pay his bills, he could have downsized. I told the whole story to all neighbors, doormen, delivery people, guys at the newsstand, juice bar, all the cashiers of the nearby supermarket, building managers of nearby buildings, mom's gossipy friends, his cleaning lady, restaurant owners and waiters. My mom and I made it a mission to spread the word. Even the girl from the flower stand was horrified. Everybody gave him the cold shoulder. I regret not having sued Edgar because he died at 90 plus with not a friendly smile from anyone. I mean, it kind of sucks that your whole community shuns you, but honestly, at 70 plus, Edgar probably just about made out over these 20 years. I mean, hey, you can't take that electricity with you once you're gone. Our next story is Ruin the End of the Movie. My husband and I were at the much anticipated John Wick Chapter 4 in a theater that you pick your seats. The place was packed since it was opening weekend. The last few minutes of the movie, a guy comes up and stands in front of me and tells me I'm in his seat, completely blocking my view. I tell him to move. He insists I'm in his seat. My husband tells him not so nicely to get out of the way, he's ruining the end of the movie. They finally left, and they may have ruined the movie for themselves by coming in at the end, but I made sure by telling them about the ending scene. If you want to ruin the end of my movie by standing in front of me, 
I'll return the favor. So this guy clearly had to know what they were doing, right? I mean, if you walk into the theater and the movie's already rolling and very clearly you can probably tell when a movie is almost over and you've walked in at the wrong time. Like, was this guy just idiotic? Did they think they were actually late and that was like the beginning of the movie? On top of all that, where's the ticket person who corrected them about their showing being the next showing still? Our next story is chappy health and safety attitude leads to smelly office. The cast is me, supervisor, key holder, Sparky, Schmauer, the health and safety officer, and big brother, innocent bystander. Many years ago, I worked as a supervisor in an engineering company. One day, I was hooking a new PC up to the network and had to run an ethernet cable through a two-foot thick brick wall. Luckily, there was an opening at the top of the wall where someone had run a phone line a few years earlier. I grabbed a ladder, climbed up, and passed the cable through to the other side. I got up to my elbow, then it felt like my hand had been punched by a bumblebee traveling a couple of hundred miles per hour. I got an electric shock from a bare cable in the wall. I grabbed the work sparky, and we did a quick assessment. There was a bare cable. It was wired up bypassing all the breakers in the building and was permanently live. It had probably been in the wall like that for 20 to 30 years. I was lucky to brush past it and just get a light burn on the back of my hand. Not a big deal, it's something we can fix, and it's unlikely someone's going to repeat my mistake in the next few minutes. Sparky sets out to get it isolated without tripping out a couple of dozen CNC machines. I head off to fill out the accident book and to let management know that we're going to review the wiring factory-wide in case we have any more death traps. Whilst picking up the accident book, I fill in the health and safety officer with what has occurred. When I tell him that I've had a 230-volt shock, the odious crap replies with, I think, OP, you'll find you are exaggerating. I took a dim view of this attitude and explained to him why he was a slang term for a certain kind of body part. I demanded in front of a bunch of witnesses in his shared office that he comes for a demonstration from our Sparky. On the way, he continued to insist that I was overreacting. Sparky made a simple demonstration with a multimeter. This is live. It never trips to earth. Look, some idiots spurted off before the consumer units and it permanently connected to the incoming supply. Schmauerd blew it off saying that no one would normally touch it, so it wasn't a big deal. Many expletives later, we parted ways. I seethed overnight. The next morning, I let myself in at 05.30, opened Schmauer's desk drawer, and opened the corner on one of his tins of Tesco mackerel. Office staff like to eat in their office. I put the open tin in the cavity behind the drawers, locked the doors, and returned to my normal duties. A week later, the office smells of rotting fish. Three weeks later, there's a huge cloud of flies erupting from Schmauer's desk. After they carried his desk outside and opened it up, Schmauert is assumed to have knocked an open tin over the back of the drawer when rooting for something else. The entire office staff are banned from eating and drinking in the office and have to use the canteen with us proles. They were most displeased with him. We still did a full audit of the wiring and found plenty of dodgy bits, but nothing that would be instantly lethal. Do I feel guilty for the other staff having to suffer? No collateral damage, omelet and eggs. Hilariously, my elder brother, great bloke, quite fond of him, had to work in the same office. 
was complaining bitterly about the smell before the fly eruption. Anne gave Schmauer the most grief over the initial incident and the food banning. I've never told him it was me. I feel nothing about his misery. Family means nothing when someone else needs to be punished. You know, I really thought OP was going to try to set this up in a way that Schmauer would like reach their hand in there themselves and get zapped. But like OP's kind of suggesting, I think that's kind of a lethal dosage of electricity if you have a direct contact. I mean, OP brushed by it and they got a light burn on the back of their hand. So like, unless you feel like catching a manslaughter charge, probably for the best you just go with the flies and the stink. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.